Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Forever News! In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way you'll always be notified and get the Forever News. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, so for starters, we got a couple of pieces of One Piece news, including the creator of One Piece, Eiichiro Oda, announcing once again that One Piece is coming to an end. Also, we got an update on the One Piece Netflix live action. We got a few different updates on it. So we're definitely going to talk about it. We got the top 50 selling manga of the week. And we're going to take a little closer look at some of the jump titles. Big update for Kaiju number 8. And a major accomplishment that it has already had in such a short amount of time that it's been out. We got the top 20 selling series of August in general. Not just, you know, like manga volumes. But the top 20 best selling series of the month of August. Big update for the 7 Deadly Sins movie that was recently released. And uh, where and when we're going to be able to watch it spotify announcing an anime related podcast hmm. yeah we're, we're gonna talk about it big updates for the upcoming platinum end anime we got the weekly shonen jump author comments a few different updates for berserk and berserk related content another shonen jump series ending and i've seen some fans are a little peeved off regarding this one we're gonna talk about it because yeah it's about that time where the cancellations are coming in and um Fans are not going to be happy. We got a bunch of updates for Boruto, including some episode synopsis for the upcoming episodes, an update on the voice actress of Boruto and her health, and a comment from the latest volume of the Boruto manga from Ikamoto, one of the creators of the Boruto manga. We got a few different updates for the upcoming Demon Slayer Season 2 anime, including some announcements regarding the run of it, alongside some censorship issues that we're not going to have to worry about, so we're going to talk about it. An interesting update regarding Chainsaw Man, and another different story that's going to be an original story for Chainsaw Man and I'm kind of interested. Big update regarding Lupin the Third and a retiree that kind of marks the end of a legacy. The Attack on Titan author wants you to read this series according to this article. We finally got an Orient official anime trailer from the creator of Magi and an update regarding My Hero Academia and the latest ploy that they're using to get people to come and watch the latest World Heroes mission film and yeah people those are the stories we have for today's episode without further ado let's jump into another exciting episode of Whatever News! the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no matter how you
Okay, people, so first on the agenda, let's talk a whole bunch of One Piece. For starters, we got another update from the creator himself, Eiichiro Oda, regarding the series ending. Because according to this article, it says, One Piece manga creator Eiichiro Oda says the story is in the final stages. Now, it ain't gonna be real until we really know that it's coming to an end. And what I mean by that is that Oda has been saying this for a long time. It feels like every year we hear five more years, oh, it's about 80% done it's 75 percent done it's 65 percent done and it's not just attributed to oda to say like oh he keeps on because it's also the editors around him every time he gets a new editor they get all excited like i know about one piece i'm gonna tell these people something like you don't know shit it's really oda and when oda says it it's probably the fact that from what i can honestly say i feel like maybe it's a contract thing and what i mean by that is probably oda renews his contract maybe on a yearly basis or every other year or something like that and probably according to his contract he has X amount of requirements to fulfill and then he probably goes from there a lot of people don't realize like yo it's a business and at the end of the day these people they sign contracts to be and jump for X amount of time X amount of years and they got to fulfill their requirements so probably in his mind he thinks yo okay so if I renew X amount of times it'll probably lead me to this this is probably when it'll end but let's read what he said One Piece manga creator Eiichiro Oda says the story is in the final stage a newspaper advertisement commemorating the 100th compiled book volume of the manga appeared in the Asahi Shimbun, Yomiuri Shimbun, and Mainichi Shimbun on Friday, and it included a photo of Oda drawing at his workshop with the words, the story is in the final stage. Oda stated in an interview in August 2020 that he plans to end the story in four or five more years, but again, like I said, Oda has said that quite some time. Um, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. To be honest with you, I don't know what it's been. I, I, I think I know what it's been. Um, Wano, the latest arc in the manga, has been so phenomenal in the manga, and I'm actually catching up with the anime right now. I'm like about 20 episodes behind at this point. The anime has been even better than the manga, and when, I, uh, when Oda says these things, it's like a sharp pain to the heart. Like, oh, I know one day the greatness has to end, but don't tell us, Oda, just, just when it ends, it ends. And I think a lot of it also, too, is that One Piece's cultural impact, not only in the west not only us that you know we read one piece and shit like that but in japan is so strong from toddlers to senior citizens like a lot of people really are invested in one piece so when one piece ends they're going to be very heartbroken so i think also a lot of you know these constant reminders that one piece is ending also could be attributed to oda basically warning them and preparing them for what's to come on top of of course i'm sure boost sales for people to be like oh it's ending it's ending let me go check it out so i think that's a, a wide variety of cocktails so to speak of reasons why they say these things and why Oda comes out and says that one piece is ending but in the final stages what a great journey it's been and um until it ends I'm going to continue to say that one piece greatness because it is truly one of the greatest stories ever written no cap and there was also a little more info from Oda it said Ichiro Oda's special illustration and message to commemorate one piece reaching 100 volumes he said I'm sorry to take up the space on the shelf of the person who owns all of them but I've been desperately writing 100 volumes which can be said to be my life for 24 years and I still feel that this is all do you feel these big or do you feel small the story is about to end so that was just a little bit more confirmation on hey it's ending and while we're on the topic of one piece recently the one piece official netflix series seemingly is underway in a major way because they posted this picture of what seems to be the script 
for the first episode of One Piece alongside the logo for the live action series. It says One Piece Romance Dawn, episode number 101, teleplay by Matt Owens and Steven Maeda, based on One Piece by Ichiro Oda. Some of you may remember that last year I had the privilege to speak to Matt Owens, one of the writers on the One Piece show during a big YouTube live stream. And I remember speaking to him and asking him, and he seemed to be, for the most part, because a lot of people are concerned about this. Let's just keep it real. Live action anime adaptations are always a very, extremely scary thing. It's scary. It's like, oh my god, are they going to be able to nail it? Is it going to be bad? Because we've had a history of horrible adaptations. Like, it just, it is what it is. There's been some really bad stuff that has come out there. But when I spoke to Matt Owens and everything that he said from him being a major One Piece fan, he's caught up to the manga, where it's at right now, his meetings with the creator, Eichiro Oda, and how Oda was like very hesitant, like, yo, this is my baby. Don't ruin my baby. I'm not playing with you. I'm playing. Like, it seems like, for the most part, it, it's in good hands. I've seen a little bit of stuff coming out of, like, you know, people saying Matt Owens earlier in the year was comparing Luffy to Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, you know, the vice president of the United States and things like that. And some people felt like it rubbed them the wrong way. I will say that One Piece is political. Like, there's a lot of political structure to the story. So as long as they really just stick to the political aspect of what One Piece presents and, like, you know, what is actually in the series... Um, I'm gonna be hopeful for this one. I really want it to succeed, to be honest with you. Like, there's a few live actions that are in production that I'm like, hey, if it's good, it's good, whatever. This one in particular, it's One Piece. Oda has gave his blessing, and he's really worried about this one. I love this story. I think this is an incredible opportunity to bring in fans and people that, you know, they always said, One Piece is too long. Well, this is gonna be a live action version of it, and it's going to be short because you could start right at the beginning. So I'm hoping that this is a good one, but uh, we gotta wait and see because there's just so much things going on out there right now regarding in the series i will say though from when i spoke to matt owens he seemed like he's genuinely a hardcore one piece fan and he's going to try his best to do right by it i'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt until we start to see some stuff and also the one piece logo looks pretty cool i ain't gonna lie it looks dope okay people next up we got the top 50 selling manga of the week um we're also going to talk about some of the jump titles so i guess let's actually take a look at the jump titles and what they did this week because according to shoseki estimates on this fourth week for starters the only series that ranked from the jump titles that were released for the latest month was my hero academia everything did not rank and it says for this week my hero did 36,543 copies but also dr stone has sold 15,286 to bring it to 229 marshall did another 13,000 bringing it to 145 elusive samurai did a little less than seven bringing it to 88 and akashi triangle has sold 3,200 bringing it to 66,000 which i'll say alone with these sales i'm pretty sure all of these series are safe like there's nothing that i'm looking at from this list of series that are going to get canceled per se at the release from the ones i listed so at the very least that's a good sign for those although <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about cancellations in a bit and then moving forward straight to the top 50 for starters uh let's see from 50 to 41 okay so so far i don't want to say so good because i love seeing the success but no tokyo revengers in between 50 to 41 but it's a lot of newer series so that's good honestly a bunch of newer series are are getting their just dues and then 40 to 31 again not too much tokyo revengers here either we got um blue lock volume 15 with another 29,000, bringing it to 124 i keep telling you guys next big thing coming uh tokyo revengers volume 6 at 32 with a with another 30,000, bringing it to 1 million copies 1 million 2,000 to be precise 
then we got Fire Force. Its latest volume in 13 days is at 115,000 with another 29 this week. 31, Tokyo Avengers. It looks like a lot of the volumes are starting to hit the milli because this one got another 30,000 and it hit a million copies as well. Then 30 to 21, um, the Tokyo Revenger saga continues. I mean, there's a couple of volumes that aren't Tokyo Revengers, but yeah, it looks like majority of them are hitting a million. That's crazy that Tokyo Revengers is starting to average each volume sold a million copies. Like, that. that's freaking nuts. We got uh, Ace of Diamond with another 32,000. I have no idea what this series is. Hige Osoru Soshita. Yeah, yo, they be having some wild long-ass names. Then, uh, 20 to 11. Again, a whole bunch of Tokyo Revengers and majority of them are 900 800,000 800,000 sold which weekly they're doing like 30,000 it seems like the right now for this week in particular on average about 35,000 people bought like a whole bunch of Tokyo Revengers again this it's crazy uh then number 11 Uma Musume Cinderella Cray 4 I have no idea what that series is but you know it's always good to see these titles too you never know like okay maybe one of these might be dope uh then the top 10 Tokyo Revengers Tokyo Revengers goddamn uh number six okay my hero so it came at uh, number six for 36,000 bringing its total to 634,000 Ooh, looking at this list again there's a bunch of Tokyo Revengers and all that jazz but the top two Black Lagoon and this week, coming in at number two, I want to say it was like number four last week, with another 55,000 in 11 days, bringing it to 173,000 with its highest place with this volume thus far. That's really dope. And then number one, Kaguya-sama Love is War, with 58,000 bringing it to 211. But shout-outs to Black Lagoon. I hope this encourages the author to, like, yo, people still really love your shit. You got a cult following, fam. People will ride or die for some of that Revy greatness. It's doing pretty freaking well honestly top two is never a bad thing and yeah people those are the top 50 selling manga of the week interesting stuff for the most part a lot of to be expected tokyo revengers it seems like they're starting to reach the millie but i wouldn't be surprised especially once the anime ends its run if things start to die down because i'm slowly starting to see it's not completely dominating like it was just a few weeks ago but it's still very heavy in there moving forward we got a big update on kaiju number eight when a shonen jumps in particular shonen jump pluses um major titles popping it made another milestone already no anime says kaiju number eight is the fastest shonen jump plus manga to top four million copies in circulation naoya matsumoto's kaiju number eight manga has surpassed four million copies in circulation as of the release of its fourth volume on friday this series is the fastest shonen jump plus manga as opposed to manga running in shueisha's print magazines to reach this milestone the four million is for copies in circulation that are printed or sold not printed and sold the number is not a sales statistic shueisha began streaming a promotional video for the manga to celebrate the release of the manga's fourth compiled volume on friday yeah um in case you missed it definitely go check it out i made a video talking about shonen jump plus and how they're just booming out here like kaiju number eight yeah it sold a lot really quick and it's outselling a lot of your faves like kaiju number eight is doing extremely extraordinarily well for again a digital only title just imagine when it gets an anime what it's gonna do all the back volumes and shit oh my god it's so out of here but again big big congrats to kaiju number eight because there's a pretty decent amount of contenders in there that haven't been able to achieve this like my hero academia vigilantes a spinoff is in there that ain't selling like that like there's a lot of titles that you would think like yeah no kaiju number eight i've said it before it's greatness and it's going to explode even further once it gets an anime and once again we got more sales this time the top 20 best-selling series for the month of august and uh 
starting from the bottom. Again, I love to freaking see it. Black Lagoon, with only a couple of weeks under its belt, it managed to crack the top 20 with 184,498. Uh, Grand Blue, Oshinoko, 17 Attack on Titan with 217,246 copies. Again, Attack on Titan. This will be the last year I'm imagining unless I could get a True to Blue spinoff sequel by Hajime Isayama. I don't see Attack on Titan and then well no i'm lying because the anime is about to come out next year so that'll boost sales for that fiscal year so probably even next year attack on titan will still chart but uh yeah we'll, we'll see where the future goes depending on how people react to it number 14 dragon ball super 225,000. really dope stuff dragon ball super been going up there honey lemon soda a lot of people told me that's a really good manga and that's from shueisha at that 233,000 at number 13 uh wow marshall at number 11 that's very interesting that's a newer title uh 256,331 copies kingdom of course <laughs> 268,000 uh kaguya sama love is war dope haikyuu haikyuu still selling wow that's crazy 290,000 uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba number 6 319,000 Blue Lock baby got the game on lock 375,000 number 5 Dr. Stone holy shit Dr. Stone out doing Attack on Titan wow um, 418,000 number 3 Jujutsu Kaisen and on the heels of a hiatus baby oh my god 597,000 copies baby top 2 My Hero My Hero ooh 1.351 and a lot of that is of course half of it is attributed to the latest volume but God damn. And then number one is out of here. Uh, what we talk about every freaking week now. Tokyo Revengers. 4,275,000 taking the number one spot. Insane. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody a year ago would have told you, yeah, Tokyo Revengers is going to be one of the top selling series of 2021. Hands down. Nobody would have said it. But here we are. And it's selling. And it's really good. Okay, next up, we got an update on the Seven Deadly Sins anime in particular for the film. Y'all know they recently released over there on Netflix the first half of the final season of the Seven Deadly Sins, but there's also the, you know, the second half, as well as a film that was released in Japan a few months back, but according to this, it says, the Seven Deadly Sins Cursed by Light anime film dated for Netflix. The Seven Deadly Sins Cursed by Light is a feature film that just premiered theatrically in Japan on July 2nd, and now it has a date for Netflix. As revealed on the English subtitled trailer that popped up on the Netflix anime YouTube channel. The movie will make its Netflix debut on October first and the way netflix describes it it says meliodas and his friends jump back into action when the new era of peace is threatened by a powerful magical alliance that could spell the end for all and yeah i want to say that this is supposed to be like canonical to the end of the seven deadly sins i still haven't finished seven deadly sins i haven't even gotten a chance to watch the final season because i just want to watch it all in bulk because yeah it's the final season so i'm looking forward to that but yeah it seems as though october 1st they're going to do that and then i'm imagining probably by the end of october maybe november they'll put out the second half i don't know maybe this is like a holdover thing but yeah uh, it, maybe it'll be dope and here, here's another example of them putting a lot of resources because i'm sure this movie's gonna look decent in comparison to the season and yeah because i took a small peek at the last season you know the first 12 or whatever and it wasn't looking all that stellar but yeah i'm sure i'm gonna watch it all i'll be honest with you i'm sure i'm gonna watch it all because i want to finish seven deadly sins and yeah maybe the movie will be dope especially if it's tied to the end of the series but 
fam. I ain't gonna lie. They, maybe the Four Nights of the Apocalypse will get a better adaptation. So sad because the first season of The Seven Deadly Sins was amazing. I'll never forget screaming like, oh, this shit is so good. It's so dope. It looks great. The art, the animation. And then we come to this and it's like, yo. I mean, then again, it's been like, what, seven years now? I want to say the anime of Seven Deadly Sins came out 2014. We're in 2021. Yeah, it's definitely been very apocalyptic to say the least. <laughs> okay, people, next up, it seems on the heels of Forever News breaking through to podcast services everywhere, uh, Spotify is launching their own anime-based podcast over there in Japan. We're going to read it in a second, but kind of crazy. Forever News making moves, and yeah, I'm not that narcissistic to think that, hey, you know, my show is inspiring big moves over there in Japan, but... I'm just saying, why wait till now, boy? According to this, it says, Spotify Japan launches anime-themed original podcast, Annie Zone. Spotify Japan will start streaming Spotify Annie Zone, which is hilarious. Isn't there a YouTuber that used to have a segment called Annie Zone? Uh, an original podcast show dedicated to anime today on September 3rd. A new episode will be released every Friday around 9 p.m. JST, 5 PST. The show will feature one popular anime each month, and the anime's voice actor will host the show as its main personality. Each time, guests deeply involved in the anime, such as other voice actor members and production staff, are invited to talk about the highlights of the anime story, behind-the-scenes stories of the production, their work theory, and other topics that can only be heard there. It will start with Shaman King of September, followed by Sword Art Online Progressive Aria of a Starlit Night in October, Blue Period in November, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean in December. Oh my god, I gotta hear that with some subtitles. Please, please, please! A three-minute trailer narrated by Yoko Hikasa, the voice of the protagonist Yo Asakura in Shaman King is already available. She has revealed the guest of the first episode is Inuko Unuyuma, the voice of Manta Oyamada. Spotify Japan's audio content business manager, Cheiki Nishi, says, Anime is loved by fans all over the world, and Spotify realizes that this love transcends national borders. With Spotify Annie Zone, we hope to not only provide anime fans with a deeper enjoyment of the works they love, but also to stimulate the curiosity of the many listeners who use Spotify by providing them with an opportunity to experience Japanese anime culture very very dope show like by the way i prefaced it with just you know talking about forever news because yeah it's kind of wild and not i'm not saying that this is why but i'm just saying like hey i i you know bring forever news to podcast streaming services and this happens really crazy coincidence but it's kind of crazy that they're now you know making moves to bringing this type of content to the podcasting space in terms of anime uh but yeah um sounds interesting but definitely you should check out for never news on all podcast streaming services apple podcast uh spotify google podcast wherever you get your podcast from go check out for never news we're doing some really awesome stuff there i mean hey if you don't got the time to watch the video right now you could go listen to the audio of the show it'll probably be available right now as you're listening you can just transfer over if you need to go to work if you're driving your truck if whatever the case may be we're on there for never news podcast streaming services Link in the description below, baby. But yeah, all, all jokes aside, this show sounds pretty freaking interesting. I ain't gonna lie. I'm definitely tuning in for that JoJo's one if they have some sort of translations or something like Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Moving forward, we got a small update for Hikaru no Go. In case you don't know, I mentioned it, I want to say, in the last episode. Uh, Hikaru no Go was created, co-created, I want to say, by one of the creators of Death Note. Um, so it's interesting that it says next month Studio Piro will celebrate Hikaru no Go TV anime's 20th anniversary. Lots of planned projects. I'm curious to see what they're going to 
gonna do because again like the creator of death note that worked on this he got platinum end coming out and i know he's working on another manga we just talked about the comedy manga and then now we got hikaru no go's 20th anniversary i never got it to hikaru no go i know that there's like an older anime if i'm not mistaken i wouldn't mind if they did a reboot of some sorts again like yo it's easy to promote hey one of the creators of death note made this shit go watch it and a lot of people will watch it based off that alone and uh, it always looked interesting like a weird sport or something like that i don't know but uh yeah studio piro maybe they could take some of those resources and put it into you know the world so anime pretty much one of the only anime they're working on i'm just saying oh i know they're saving the budget you know the top five highest grossing uh anime title you know naruto world so they're saving the budget i know Call me salty. Don't care. And in light of speaking of Platinum End, we got an update for the Platinum End anime. According to this, it says, Platinum End anime's second multilingual trailer previews Bandmaid's opening song. The official website for the TV anime of Takeshi Obata and Sugumi Oba's Platinum End manga debuted the anime's second trailer with subtitles in multiple languages and third key visual on Sunday, including English. The video announces and previews the opening theme song sent by the group Bandmaid, and it also announced the ending theme song Kofuku Ron. And also it says the anime will premiere on October 7th, 2021. And there was even a new key visual. And honestly, from the trailer, I'm not expecting, just keeping it real, I'm not expecting the greatest adaptation. For starters, they're adapting all of these volumes into 24, I think, what they said, confirmed, 24, 26. Like, they're, they're adapting a lot of material into this. Also, the animation and art, it looks good. It doesn't look, like, bad by any means, but it doesn't look like they're putting, like, that extra oomph into it. So, I'm just going to be along for the ride. I'm really hoping for, at the very least, an okay adaptation because these creators are amazing. And from what I read, the first few chapters of Platinum Man, it was really dope, very very dark and ominous and i'm hoping that they give it a, a decent fair shake and it actually comes out okay because again it doesn't seem like it's getting the best treatment you know cramming all these episodes but it also is that platinum Man wasn't the biggest seller in the world like they probably thought you know these are takeshi obata and, and oba like you know you think that they're gonna blow up with everything they do death note was huge bakuman was pretty big like yeah platinum Man wasn't that big of a seller but we gotta wait and see i'm definitely tuning in like october like fall anime is going to be amazing and Platinum Man is definitely on my to-do list of weekly watches. Hopefully they kick ass. But based on the trailers, I'm not expecting like, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen Demon Slayer animation. Nor should I expect that from any anime. We talked about this already. But uh, hopefully it's dope. I don't know. Moving forward, we got some weekly Shonen Jump author comments. We're starting off with Eichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. Volume 100 is out in Japan. Enjoy the volume and all the special celebrations we have planned for the occasion. Yeah, big, big stuff going on with One Piece. Uh, Kohei Horikoshi from My Hero Academia. I fell asleep listening to Aoi Yamazaki's Saba Saba mackerel and dreamt about preparing tuna so close. Go to the supermarket right now. Put the pen down for one hour. Go get some tuna. Yeah, I know you can afford it. And I know you probably desperately, as I'm recording this right now, would love a break. Go get you some tuna. Enjoy life. We got author of Jujutsu Kaisen, Gege Akutami. My assistant started talking about the Fast and the Furious right before driving me around. Not good for my heart. Oh, I don't mean to laugh, but holy shit. Why would you do that, assistant? Whoever you are, like, why would you do that to Gege Akutami the goat? Like, why? Why? <laughs> the author of Shokugeki no Sanji, the One Piece spinoff manga that occasionally comes out with chapters, uh, Shun Saeki said, The art this time was very difficult, but I had fun challenging myself to try something new i saw the cover of the shokugeki no sanji manga it looked really for this chapter in particular i think it was like chapter four it looked very interesting and different uh, a radical departure from the other chapters so shout outs to him uh hajime komodo author of Marshall, said exercising on a hot day makes a cold can of cola taste delicious 
big big facts uh, Yoshifumi Tozuka author of Undead Unluck I'm honored to have the privilege of saying the following in this space congratulations to One Piece for 100 volumes yeah that, that that's a big deal and shout outs to you Yoshifumi Tozuka Undead Unluck making waves uh, then moving forward Yuki Kawaguchi the Hunters Guild Red Hood said I can't leave the house so I bought a bunch of plastic model kits I can't wait to paint them you don't know how much i'm rooting for this series because we got a unfortunate story to talk about here in a bit but um hopefully hunter's guild red hood can survive but we'll get to that in a little bit uh moving forward boichi um the artist of dr stone said i've been studying the art in red hood lately i have way too much to learn holy shit boichi giving a little shout out to red hood also giving you know props on the art and shit like that maybe that could be good i didn't know that 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 was in here who knows maybe boichi could be a part of the keep red hood alive in the magazine camp yo shout out to boichi this dude is awesome he's always there to support when a series needs a shout out to him man really really dope dude uh yusei matsui the author of elusive samurai formerly of assassination classroom i was eating squid and cod roe when one of the eggs flew into my eye i almost fainted in agony oh shit uh the other creator of shokugeki no sanji yuto sukuda we got recipe ideas from morisaki sensei once again so italian and stylish yuto suzuki author of sakamoto days said congrats for 100 volumes on one piece it's amazing how it's always so good that is facts yet again and yeah um and i'll explain to you why i'm covering this author because i haven't done this so far uh candy flurry by santa mitarashi said in our meeting takegushi called sumuji and i was like is this guy serious <laughs> Oh shit, I wish I would have been covering this author's comments a little bit more, um, but you'll understand in a little bit why I'm actually covering it in particular, because, and yeah people, those were the weekly Shonen Jump author comments, a lot of interesting stuff, this was honestly an entertaining round of comments from these guys, like, I'd imagine between, you know, moving from summer to fall, the end of summer, hard, you know, few months and stuff like that, they're probably all a little exhausted, and then like, you know, hoping for breaks, getting a break here and there, yeah, it's really challenging, also, no Yuki Tabata, no Black Clover for this issue like we talked about because of the sudden break again best wishes to tabata just wanted to throw that in there as well moving forward we got some berserk updates uh, apparently it seems as though they're trying their best at the very least to continue with berserk despite the fact that y'all know there was the untimely uh passing of kentaro miura the creator and author of berserk but according to this it says berserk volume 41 will be released on december 24th 2021 in japan basically on christmas eve and a special edition including a drama cd and special canvas art extra size whatever will be available too and small precision this volume is not announced like if it's the final volume and the cover looks really freaking awesome it looks very interesting and yeah it, it seems as though for the most part this is my guess they're probably going to continue on with berserk with the assistance that he probably left them a roadmap of like hey this is where i'm trying to go with the story i'm imagining he probably knew like yo he's been for a while now sick so he probably told him hey uh if anything happens to me this is what what i want you to do with it and that's probably why they're continuing i'm hoping because other than that like if it's just like they don't know what they're doing and they botch berserk this is going to be terrible not only to the fans forget that to Kentaro Miura's legacy because this was his life's work so hopefully it's that he gave them you know his blessing because if they're not even announcing this upcoming volume as the final one that means that there's probably plans to move forward with the story but also Duranki which was a creation from the studio that Kentaro Miura set up for Berserk which was interestingly enough in the last few years that he created the 
studio, which kind of means that he probably knew, you know, his health was getting worse. Uh, Duranki drafted him, produced by Berserk creator Kentaro Miura, and drawn by his assistants of Studio Gaga, will be released as a single collected volume on December 24, 2021 in Japan alongside Berserk Volume 41. Very smart marketing tactics. People that are going to get Berserk, they're going to see Duranki, see the similar art style, see that it's from the studio from Kentaro Miura. They're buying that volume. And it says the volume will include sketches, notes on the series, the original script. We don't know if it will contain the intended ending for the manga. Oh, yeah, because I think, oh, wow, I want to say, yeah, maybe Duranki is getting canned. Because I could imagine, too, like, without Kentaro Miura there, if he didn't give them a roadmap for how to end Duranki, definitely they're not going to know what to do. On top of that, I, I couldn't imagine his studio handling not only Berserk, but also this Duranki manga. I think if they are going to continue on with Berserk moving forward, they probably need to put all their resources, all of their manpower into Berserk, not splitting the time between this and a spinoff manga that like I'm sure it's dope but yeah Berserk takes more precedence over that either way it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold within the next few months regarding the future of the Berserk story as always RIP to Kentaro Miura very very touchy subject to be honest but yeah moving forward we got some unfortunate sounding news now it's not confirmed it's not set in stone yet but um it definitely seems like a new serialization round is incoming because according to this the unofficial shonen jump said candy flurry by takegushi ipon and matarashi santa could be potentially ending in weekly shonen jump issue number 42 with chapter 20 and this is one that a lot of people were telling me, yo, it's kind of crazy. It's dope. You should check it out. I remember I tried to read the first chapter. I got sidetracked, never got into it, but a lot of people kept up with it. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. And usually if a series, nobody gives a shit about it, it won't get picked up. People won't talk about it, but I've seen people actually covering it and saying, yo, it's kind of dope. So to see this one come to an end is a scary thing because we was just talking about the Hunter's Guild Red Hood uh, last week, how it's, things is looking rocky. Thankfully, Boichi says something positive. So I'm hoping that means something good for it. For me, I'm never happy by any means of a series getting canceled because this means that these authors, their dreams right now come to an end at the very least for the moment. Their dreams come to a halt. And it's kind of crazy because I did see a splash with Candy Flurry and I thought, well, maybe Maybe there's a possibility, but yeah, if this actually comes to fruition and usually the weekly Shonen Jump unofficial account, they're always on par. If they say something might be ending next week, it's probably more than likely 99.9% .9 going to end. And wow, I mean, shit got to end. I ain't going to lie. Like every few months, there's a new serialization. Some stuff got to leave the magazine. Am I saying that I'm like heartbroken over Candy Flurry? No, because I, I didn't read it. It wasn't something that I got into, but um, it's a shame for them. And that also means means that there's probably going to be a few more cancellations i'm gonna keep it real my bias i am hoping that hunter's guild red hood survives i'm hoping that if they're going to cancel some other shit that is not hunter's guild red hood we're only what nine ten chapters in please let it last the serialization round because it is a really dope thing and honestly like i remember back in the day demon slayer and you know people always like to say whether or not the rankings have any bearing on the popularity yada yada there's always a, a back and forth between what the actual shonen jump rankings and listings of the series are but i remember very early on for a long time up until the anime really demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba i remember it used to place very low i remember a lot of people used to say oh it's just because the editors really like this one that they keep it around and ultimately demon slayer grew to be you know you know what it is it's one of the highest selling manga of all time 
time. It's like really, really big deal. I'm hoping that even if Hunter's Guild Red Hood is ranking low or anything like that, that potentially they could see the potential in Hunter's Guild Red Hood, similar to how they did Demon Slayer. Funny enough, I did compare Hunter's Guild Red Hood to Demon Slayer. Um, hopefully they could see the worth of it and let it last, even if it's not popular right now, because I think down the road, it could be a huge smash. Over here in the West, we already love this shit. But yeah, um, I know I trailed off. Candy Flurry seemingly coming to an end with chapter 20. Crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday. It got serialized and already gone which again means there's going to be another cancellation or two i'm just hoping it's not hunter's guild red hood but who knows moving forward we got a ton of boruto related stuff i guess let's start off with some positive news regarding a very serious situation y'all know it was a few weeks back we talked about the voice actress of boruto she was recently diagnosed with the very serious virus that's going around and all that um well apparently she's on the road to recovery according to this it says boruto and taichi va yuko sampe to return to work after recovering from the virus the voice actor agency Oxlone announced today that the voice of Boruto in Boruto Naruto Next Generations and Taichi in Digimon Adventure Yuko Sampe is returning to work after recovering from the virus. Sampe received a positive PCR test on August 17th, confirming that she had it. And since then, the voice actress has been recovering at home. The bub tweet confirms that Sampe has successfully recovered from the virus after completing the health observation period under the guidance of the Public Health Center. The agency apologized the fans for the situation and says they will continue to work hard to prevent the spread of infection for their talents and yeah this is great news there was a lot of really terrible people like shitbags that were like happy about this like if you were celebrating this get off this video right now i don't want you watching my content if you were celebrating somebody getting sick because i don't like their anime get out of here goodbye you're a piece of trash you're not worthy to watch my content because yeah how dare you root for somebody to be sick and, and die like what the fuck's wrong with you now with all that being said i just want to say i'm very happy that she had a, a recovery uh, honestly i'm glad that she got to take some time off and heal up and yeah we good to go but yeah th this was a serious situation regardless all around nothing to joke about i'm just glad she's okay then we got a bunch of episode synopsis for the upcoming episodes of the boruto anime uh we're gonna just run straight through them for starters we got episode 215 and these are all courtesy of organic dinosaur shout out to her uh synopsis for boruto episode 215 prepared which is broadcasting next week on september 12th it says finally ishiki revealed his true identity in order to get his hands on kawaki who will become his new vessel ishiki raids konohagakure village ishiki is an entity from the otsutsuki clan who is beyond human comprehension the only ones who can oppose ishiki are naruto and sasuke who have decided to make preparations to intercept and engage him in combat meanwhile boruto is unable to contain himself and stand idly by without doing something about the situation boruto thinks that he wants to battle alongside his father naruto and his mentor sasuke on the other hand he's also been etched with karma and has been driven by his feelings and anxiety about what if my consciousness gets hijacked by momoshiki again with a decisive battle about to unfold naruto is one step ahead of them and has already decided to make contact with ishiki then episode 216 sacrifice broadcasting on september 19th in order to carry out their decisive battle boruto drags ishiki into another dimension later on naruto and sasuke also vanish into the dimension the three of them have been entrusted to fight for the sake of protecting the village and kawaki despite ishiki's powers being on a whole other level the ones who have been left behind in the village 
village can only hope for their survival. Meanwhile, Amado, one of the top brass of Kara, mentions something in front of Nara, Shikamaru, Kawaki, and the others who have remained. Boruto definitely holds the key to this battle, but what is the meaning to these words? And again, that's episode 216 on September 19th. Then episode 217, entitled Resolve, that'll come September 26th, says, Naruto and Sasuke have been fiercely fighting in vain. They've been driven into a corner by Ishiki. In order to break the deadlock in their situation, Boruto even attempts to bargain with his own resolve and preparedness to die, but in the end, that tactic fails as well. He thinks that they have no other means to oppose Ishiki, but at that moment, Naruto emits an amazing and intense chakra while standing back up the tail beast Kurama the QB states this is the ultimate last resort and trump card in exchange for a massive indemnification Naruto will gain an immense power and so Naruto begins his counteroffensive against Ishiki as Naruto completely overwhelms Ishiki he's able to dramatically reverse their predicament but then, and then episode 218, Partner, which will be out October 3rd, Naruto and the team are exhausted from battling Ishiki, but suddenly in front of their eyes, Boruto attacks Sasuke, which, oh my god, like, they are running through this content, this is crazy, Momoshiki has hijacked Boruto's consciousness and now stands in front of them as their enemy, Kawaki frantically calls out for Boruto to regain his consciousness, but Kawaki's voice can't get through to him, then Sasuke informs Kawaki about a method for Boruto to retain his consciousness, and so, Kawaki plans an all-or-nothing strategy to unleash a ninjutsu that he learned in order to save Boruto. Meanwhile, Naruto gives a sidelong glance at Kawaki and others fighting to the death. Within his own hazy consciousness, Naruto and Kurama calmly talk to one another and reminisce about their former days together. Now, these episodes are going to be some of, again, the biggest episodes of Boruto. I'm just a little apprehensive of saying like, oh, this is going to be great. Just because y'all know recently I was a bit disappointed with episode 214 of Boruto. A lot of people want to say that, hey, certain characters like, I don't know, Jiraiya is not important at all or anything like that. But um, I was disappointed with how they handled it. I pray that they don't mishandle these episodes because these episodes, again, are some of the climaxes, some of the best stuff we've had in Boruto up to this point, especially from content from the manga since this arc ended it hasn't been the same and it hasn't been as hype so i'm hoping to god that they handle this stuff well because this is very big stuff manga readers know this is going to be humongous if they do it right and it'll cap off pretty much the season which i noticed it looks like by fall season they want to already be done with this arc i'm imagining again after you know the third probably by the 10th or the 17th we'll be on brand new stuff or at the very least in a whole new arc or possibly even an anime canon or filler or whatever you want to call it because yeah it looks like we're about to wrap things up here and it's kind of crazy like this is very big stuff this is huge some of the biggest stuff in the boruto anime i just really hope that they do it right because i'm not that optimistic and lastly regarding boruto uh we got author comment from ikamoto at the end of boruto volume number 15 of course kishimoto didn't leave any message to the readers because he's a phantom ghost of the boruto series ikamoto's back page comment from the end of volume 15 when i was renovating my home i installed a catwalk that i've been longing for since the top pane is made of transparent and tempered glass the view from underneath it is the best you can even get a perfect view of the cat's paw pads so what's their hind legs look like when they pose like that i get to discover so many things that sounds so weird like yo i know there's you know cat lovers and shit but goddamn, i feel an overwhelming joy just from looking up at my cat sama from below doing that action in itself is more enjoyable to me than doing anything else in the end i definitely think that i like cats more than most people do i'm just an idiot for cats no i'm simply just an idiot kind of weird <laughs> like <laughs> your greatest joy is looking up at your cat's paw prints like at least he just draws it he's not writing it <laughs> 
Shoutouts to Ikamoto. All jokes, all the good fun. But yeah, that was a little bit strange. Oh my god. That's probably where he got the inspiration for Code's claw scratches that he's been leaving everywhere. He got that from his cat. Holy shit, Ikamoto. <laughs> Oh god, that was funny. But yeah, people, that's all the Boruto stories we have for today's episode. Pretty awesome and interesting stuff. Again, shoutouts to the voice actress of Boruto healing up from the virus. All these episodes, they better do a good job. And Ikamoto's into some strange stuff. <laughs> shoutouts to cat lovers, by the way. Not making fun of you guys. It's just... Kind of funny the way they put it with him. Next up, we got a ton of Demon Slayer stuff all related to the upcoming season. Let's just read. For starters, it says, Fuji TV head of programming confirms Demon Slayer Season 2 will be unchanged for the broadcast, which means that they're not going to censor stuff. In case you don't know, this arc, the red light district of Demon Slayer, has some little erotic stuff to say the least. Like, y'all know what some people go to Vegas to do, and I'm not talking about gambling. I'm talking about, you know, uh, women, you know, what they, what's legal over there in Vegas. Apparently, um, from what I remember, actually, Demon Slayer does have some of that stuff going on in the Red Light District arc. Well, they're seemingly not going to censor it, which is a great thing because censorship can kill an anime's buzz. It said the head of programming at Fuji TV, Yuriko Nakamura, spoke to the Japanese press today to announce the broadcast schedule of the second season of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, which we reported earlier, and confirmed that despite what might be upcoming with the Entertainment District arc, the content will be broadcast without any changes. The setting for the second season of Demon Slayer is the infamous Yoshiwara area and Red Light District of Tokyo, which was famous place for sexual entertainment up until outlawed in Japan in 1958. Because of this, one of the hottest topics in the Japanese press and on variety programs has been discussions on if the TV anime would adapt the manga faithfully or become more family friendly to satiate the large child fan base that the franchise currently has. Despite this, Nakamura came out today and said that the Entertainment District arc would go under the usual review procedures, but the content will be broadcast without any changes. She explained that this was a decision based on the time slot the second season will hold. Nakamura went on to say that it was because of the cooperation of Shueisha and and Ufotable that Fuji TV is able to broadcast a work that has become a social phenomenon and that Fuji TV is doing its best to fulfill our role as TV station by being able to deliver this program which is great man censorship I couldn't tell you how many times it has absolutely do decimated dominated destroyed an anime's buzz I mean Terra for Mars need I say more so I'm glad that they're not going to be you know censoring stuff because that was also kind of core to certain aspects of the Demon Slayer you know story uh, they're going to keep it intact which is great and again a lot of that has to do with money if this was a low budget show that nobody gave a shit about censor it get it out of here but the fact that there's a lot riding on this to keep it you know faithful to the source material they're not playing and they probably also figure like yo this shit probably every kid in the world has read this who cares just throw it in there and then also a little more updates on Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba season 2 according to this it said uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District arc will broadcast for two cores on Fuji TV in Japan through fall 2021 and winter 2022 so basically they're going to go for about 24 25 episodes starting in October all the way through to winter so you figure October November December January February March about April basically spring season will be the end of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba season 2 and they're running straight through I'm imagining yeah if they're going from fall 2021 and winter 2022 which winter is you know usually started in what December or January the winter season so yeah that's great news as well no censorship for Demon Slayer season 2 and on top of that they're running
running for two cores, which is probably going to adapt a good chunk of the story, probably the entire entertainment red light district, I'm imagining, and maybe then some. So really dope stuff there. I'm just curious how they're going to handle because, you know, the rumors about them doing or redoing in the beginning some of the Mugen Train stuff. Uh, we got to wait and see. But yeah, seems to be uh, moving forward in a good direction. Again, they cannot botch this. There's too much money riding on this Demon Slayer shit. I can imagine the volumes are going to start selling like hotcakes again once this comes out, once the anime comes. So yeah, can't wait. Moving forward, we got some updates on Chainsaw Man. According to this, it says Chainsaw Man manga gets novel on November 4th. The official Twitter account for Shueisha's Jump J Books novel imprint revealed on Monday that Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man manga is getting a novel adaptation titled Chainsaw Man Buddy Stories that will ship in Japan on November 4th. Sakaku Hishikawa is penning the novel. The novel is the first in the franchise. The novel will tell three stories not told in the manga with a theme of buddies featuring Power and Denji, Kishibe and Quan Chi during their partner era, and Himeno and Aki around the time they first met. Oh my god, they better bring this one over. This is something I gotta read. This is something... Oh god, I hope they even do it like when they do the anime, like maybe like, you know, a little... I don't know. I, I This just sounds really, really enjoyable because that was some of my favorite stuff that it was like kind of more slice of life element stuff, but it was also building the characters together and them adding in this extra content is very welcomed as a matter of fact more chainsaw man is welcomed what's going on we got one anime trailer no anime no part two yet Tatsuki fujimoto are you ready yet we're, we're waiting we're waiting. Quickly, next up, we got a big announcement regarding Lupin the Third. It says voice actor Kiyoshi Kobayashi Jigen and Lupin the Third. Don't be mistaken for Jigen and uh, Boruto or Lupin the Third. I'm sorry. Retires at the age of 88. It is not clear who will be Jigen's voice actor in the new Lupin the Third anime, which begins next month. Lupin the Third was a part six or something like that. And I want to say that was the last acting member from the original Lupin to retire. So officially, nobody that voiced the original Lupin on anime will be a part of the production moving forward which that's a very big deal i mean at the age of 88 walking away um definitely a legacy left behind honestly shout outs to the whole lupon the third but if they decided to move forward it is what it is crazy though from the original lupon the third anime because i read another article i can't find right now that said that yeah um he was a part of the original stuff and he's the final one to leave the show shout outs to loop on the third i might check it out for shits and giggles the new one because apparently people are telling me that for the most part it's episodic i remember seeing the castle cogliostro and thinking oh my god this shit is so good and a few episodes here and there and when i was younger like my childhood best friend was a huge lupon fan but at the time i was like if it ain't dragon ball z get it out my face <laughs> next up some words from hajime isayama from the back salon of his cousin <laughs> reference to an older forever news episode you should watch all the Fenever News episodes but uh, the author of Attack on Titan recently according to this it says Kinto Tetsu Fungus and Iron by Ayakawa Katayama is on the cover of the upcoming Besatsu Shonen Magazine issue 10 for 2021 um, according to this the series is recommended by Attack on Titan creator Hajime Isayama so while the masseuse is working on his back and you know in the salon he's relaxing he's reading Fungus and Iron and the cover honestly wow now that I look at it the art kind of looks similar to attack on titan arc either was inspired or maybe he's low-key ghost drawing helping out i don't know but it looks kind of cool and shout outs to isayama like that does a lot i'll never forget twin star exorcist it wasn't all that popular at all and once kishimoto the creator of naruto at the end of naruto he said yo this is a really good one i think this is going to be next up boom blows up everybody's talking about it and shit like that so when a big author says like yo check this out it usually helps out for the upcoming series and this is in besatsu shonen magazine which means that 
It's ties to Hajime Isayama. He probably wants to continue seeing them succeed until he returns to the magazine or whatever his next work is. But yeah, Fungus and Iron, recommended by Hajime Isayama, creator of Tagon Titan, on location at the salon. <laughs> I gotta stop. <laughs> he was not at a salon when he recommended this, okay? Moving forward, we got an update on the Orient anime from the creator of Magi. Orient TV anime blazes through January 2022 premiere with teaser trailer and cast members. The TV anime adaptation of Magi author Shinobu Otaka's latest manga series, Orient, revealed that it'll premiere on Japanese TV in January 2022. To commemorate the news, a teaser trailer and more cast members were uncovered alongside their character art, which all of the designs look really awesome. I ain't gonna lie. They look very reminiscent of Magi, but is the creator of Magi, Shinobu Otaka, and it's not that similar. Like, you can see the, the art style in there, but it's not like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then it says, Tetsuya Yanagizawa, I want to let you know that I love you, will be directing Orient at ACGT with Takahiro Kishida, who did Puella Magi, Madoka Magica, very, very awesome stuff, as character designer, and Mariko Kunisawa, the case files of jeweler Richard, writing the series' composition. And again, it'll be hitting January 2022, and I will definitely be talking about it. I'm a huge fan of Magi. Shinobu Otaka did not miss with that series. Very, very underappreciated series. Very underappreciated shonen manga. So I'm really, really hype about this one. Trailer looks dope. Animation and art looking on point. Can't wait. Hope they do it justice and hopefully make some noise. Because right now, as it stands, this is kind of like the flagship title for Bisatsu Magazine. Now that Attack on Titan ended. So let's make some noise for it. Orient Shinobu Otaka. Let's do it. And then lastly, my Hero Academia fans, we got some news. According to this, it says My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission Movie offers behind-the-scenes book as latest bonus. The third bonus incentive for theater goers is here to attract more folks to the most successful movie yet in the My Hero Academia series, My Hero Academia the movie World Heroes Mission. This time it's a special behind-the-scenes book featuring 16 original drawings, stills from famous scenes, and a Q&A with director Kenji Nagasaki conducted by the cast members. The 20-page booklet also features autographs and comments by the likes of The Voice actors of Deku, Bakugo, Todoroki, and Roddy Soul, an original character created just for the movie, and it will be distributed in theaters throughout Japan starting on September 11th, and of course, in case you missed it, October 28th, it'll be here in the United States to watch in theaters, the World Heroes Mission movie, and October 29th, everywhere else, and on October 1st, tickets go on pre-sale, so um, they might go quick, because there's a lot of My Hero Academia fans, My Hero's number one selling manga 2020, just saying, and uh, yeah, it seems like they got their latest tactic to get people to go watch this film but all jokes aside I mean it's the most successful of my hero thus far and it's only been in theaters a few weeks shout outs to them that's all the stories we have for today's episode I'm curious what you guys think One Piece creator H.O. Oda saying One Piece is in its final stages uh, the live action One Piece series alongside the logo and script and all that jazz being ready your thoughts on that top 50 selling manga sales alongside the jump sales Kaiju number 8 the fastest selling jump plus title top 20 selling series for the month of August the 7 Deadly Sins movie coming to Netflix the new Spotify anime podcasting but never news spotify apple podcast google podcast everywhere uh yeah you, you you'll be able to get your dose of anime related content go go check out for never news okay <laughs> hey shameless plug-in man i never really uh, i do it yeah, go, go check it out. Hikaru no Go, Platinum End, the Weekly Shonen Jump author comments, all the Berserk announcements, the seemingly ending of this Jump series, Candy Flurry. Very big shame, but you know, it is what it is. The Boruto anime episode synopsis, along with Ikamoto's very uh, strange comments regarding his cat, and the good news regarding the Boruto voice actress healing up. The Demon Slayer Season 2 being two cores, alongside with not being censored. Great stuff all around. The Chainsaw Man novel announcement, Lupin the Third's final voice 
actress from the original crew retiring, the author of Attack on Titan recommending that series, the Orient anime trailer, and My Hero Academia movie bonus, and your thoughts on any of the stories we covered in today's episode. But that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links are in the description below. I'm for Neverworld. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life. Bye. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day.